Benvenuti al podcast di Idea, un podcast pensato per gli sviluppatori italiani di videogiochi. L'appuntamento di oggi è Megamix Webinar. Buongiorno a tutti, good morning everybody, bonjour a tout le monde. Uh, my name is Matteo Picariello and I'm the Italian Trade Commissioner here in Canada and speaking from our Toronto office. And I can apologize briefly with our local speakers from Montreal if I'm going to switch to Italian for just my very brief intro because uh, it's a pleasure to see so many Italian companies and, and developers and I would rather address them directly in my own language. Quindi, Grazie a tutti, solo due parole e poi daremo subito il microfono a chi farà le presentazioni, a chi, a chi più nel dettaglio vi spiegherà il Canada. Io volevo solo, come dice, innanzitutto, per chi di voi non lo sapesse, fare una brevissima presentazione. Noi, noi siamo l'ente pubblico che adesso diciamo, opera sotto il Ministero degli Affari Esteri e l'Ambasciata che si occupa della promozione del Made in Italy nel mondo e per me è diciamo, un grande piacere, insomma sono tanti anni che, che giro il mondo con questa fantastica organizzazione, adesso sono tre anni qua in Canada a Toronto ed è per me un grande piacere vedere che rispetto alle tantissime attività che, abbiamo, che io personalmente, che i nostri uffici hanno fatto in tutti questi anni per i settori più tradizionali classici pilastri del Made in Italy, vedere che anche l'industria creativa, in particolare poi il settore del gaming, sta trovando un suo spazio per poter fare qui in Canada questa prima iniziativa ICE, poi so che insomma che voi questa fiera è già stata frequentata anche ultimamente in passato, per me è proprio una grande soddisfazione, per cui innanzitutto volevo ringraziare anche i colleghi di Roma che seguono questo settore e che sono stati in grado appunto di ritagliare una fetta di distanziamento, di attenzione e di programmi promozionali per voi e quindi anche a Monica Tonus che ci, che ci sta seguendo dall'Italia e poi anche i miei collaboratori, in particolare Benedetta Marassi che poi farà da moderatrice di questo programma per essere diciamo, la persona che poi in loco fa da appunto di riferimento. Noi in Canada abbiamo due uffici, uno a Toronto e anche uno a Monta, perché abbiamo tutti anche i colleghi di Montreal che, eh, che lavorano insieme a noi e eh, non, mi, non dico nulla su, sul perché eh, Montreal, su, al, al di là del fatto che ospitano la fiera o, o perché ospita la fiera proprio Montreal e di quanto il governo canadese sta, sta investendo in diversi settori, tra cui anche quello del gaming, per diventare eh, un, quello che ormai si chiama anche nel gergo geopolitico un soft power e quanto questo possa essere spunto di riflessione per le nostre strategie ma anche per un'opportunità per collaborazioni ad ampio spettro quindi diciamo dall'apertura da, da, di uffici a, a collaborazioni tecniche per, per voi che operate in, que, in questo settore che è di fatto è un settore globale perché eh, tutto ciò che è digitale eh, ha una facilità di movimento che nessun altro settore può avere quindi eh, io posso solo ribadire un ringraziamento a tutti quanti, all'associazione Italian Gaming Industry Association e a Giorgio Catania, poi che, che è qui con noi, che spero di avere anche il piacere di incontrare presto. Un saluto anche ai nostri speaker che adesso a seguire vi illustreranno più nel dettaglio quello che stanno facendo i canadesi e le opportunità che ci sono per voi, in particolare Filippo Valentin di Montreal International, Luigi Ambrosio di Investment Quebec e Marie-Ève della Guild, che poi vi darà anche diciamo così, un 
non solo una presentazione istituzionale ma spero anche qualche indicazione pratica su come, su come operare come voi sapete forse il Quebec è l'unica provincia del Canada che ha anche degli uffici di rappresentanza a Roma diciamo chiamiamo una sorta di mini ambasciata del Quebec quindi avrete sicuramente oltre a noi diversi canali a cui rivolgervi per eventuali necessità di follow up e di assistenza io mi auguro che la fiera sia proficua e utile per tutti voi vi ringrazio nuovamente e adesso passo la parola a Benedetta che introduce il prossimo speaker. Grazie a tutti e buon lavoro. Wonderful, thank you Matteo and hello everybody. I just want to begin by thanking very much the collaboration that we have with Montreal International and uh, Philippe Valentine and of course IDEA uh, for their great support. As Matteo said, I'm Benedetta. I will not only be your moderator for today's talk, but also your go-to person before and during MIGS. So for any questions, please contact me and of course, Giorgio Catania from IDEA. So before I introduce our Canadian exports, uh, I just wish to inform you that today's webinar will be recorded. It's recording now and um, for, for any future listening. And following the talks, we will have a Q&A session where um, we will try to get to all your questions. So please ask your questions uh, in the webinar mix chat hashtag. Today, um, thanks to Philippe Valentine um, of Montreal International, we have three great Canadian experts that will be speaking to you that will provide you a clear outline of how to best navigate and prepare for mix, what is the internal language to use and why it's important for you to participate in mix. I know many of you here today are part of the Italian delegation to mix 2020. Also, there are a few of you that um, are not and that we hope that you will join in future editions. So let's begin. Our first speaker is Philippe Valentine, Project Director of Montreal International. And Philippe will discuss how to understand the culture differences between North America and Europe, how to successfully start and proceed with business meetings with a North American partner, how to follow up and some signs to consider, and what are the differences between Canadian and American. Voilà, Philippe. Grazie mille, Benedetta. Un piacere parlare con, con voi oggi. Uh, si va bene per tutti. Parlare in, in inglese è più facile per me. Um, so, as mentioned by Benedetta, I have four main topics that I want to touch base today with you. They're all interlinked. Uh, but I think, you know, understanding the main differences between Canada Canadians, North Americans in general, and Europeans, Italians more specifically, is actually very important for you to successfully develop business and, and complete deals with uh, North American partners. So the four topics that I want to touch base, uh, first of all, of course, a main uh, overview, uh, an overview of the main business cultural differences between uh, the business environment in North America and Europe. Second is the main challenges you can face uh, in communication with a North American. Uh, third is a few tips on how to start a conversation. And last but certainly not least, how to successfully follow up with a North American. So let me start with uh, the main business cultural differences when you, know, when you want to compare the European way of doing business and the North American way of doing business. First of all, let me reassure you, our business cultures are not that far apart. You know, we're all part of the Western business mentality. 
we all share, you know, a common open economy. We don't live in countries which are faced with too much corruption. Obviously, this is open for debate in some in some instances. But overall, you know, we are a fair uh, economy and um, uh, a very open economy as well. So, you know, we have that in common. However, there are some differences which are quite important to understand. And my goal today is to discuss these main differences so you can prepare adequately for your interactions with Canadian and, and American partners. So the main difference that I would say is the trust relationship. It's very important to create a personal trust relationship as opposed to simply a corporate one. Let me explain a little bit where that comes from. So. In North America, it's very easy to incorporate and to manage a company, especially in a province such as Quebec. In fact, it is so easy that pretty much anybody could incorporate. It costs very little amount of money to incorporate. There's no minimum investment required. You don't even need to hire locals. And in provinces such as Quebec, you don't even need to have Canadian partners on your board of director. As well, taxes are paid only on profits. So if you, there's no revenue, there's no taxes to pay. So as you can see, it's very easy to incorporate. The upside of this is that it's very easy to start a company. But the downside is since anyone can incorporate, it's actually difficult to build trust towards a company because you don't have access to their uh, uh, tax statements. You don't know if the company is actually profitable, if they have any revenues. It's quite difficult to, uh, to complete the due diligence in that environment. So you need to bridge those difficulties through personal relationships. So that's why a lot of American partners will ask either for a local presence or to be in touch with someone local. So that brings me to the second point, the main challenges to, ad to address when it comes to building that trust. So as I just mentioned, it's not only about having a good product, a good game, a good technology. I understand that in Europe, to be where you're at, is, it's, it's, it's a long process. It's a bit more difficult than it can be in North America. The incorporation process is heavier. The bureaucracy in some ways is actually more complex to manage and to navigate. But once you're in business, you know, you're deemed solid just because you've been through that whole process. It's not the case here, hence why it's so important to go to a personal level to build that trust relationship. So as I said, in other words, the quality of what you do won't be enough for you to actually secure a contract or secure a partnership. Uh, and that's why we see that a lot of companies from abroad, especially from Europe, have difficulties developing their business in North America. I would say that in order to bridge that, a very key element is to start a conversation, not necessarily by going straight into what you do and the technical aspects and the high quality of a game or a technology that you've developed. You need to start with a few minutes of small talk. So that means getting to know the person to a personal level to create that connection. So there are a few tips here that I can give you, you know, to kickstart that conversation. Um, start by asking the person you're, you're dealing with, how has the event been so far for you? Um, connect using some info that you've digged on the internet or on LinkedIn or on such uh, platforms and ask the person or the company you're having a meeting with, you know, 
hey, I've seen this news about your company or your person uh, online, or I read about, I read this about you. Uh, can you update me on that? Because this seems to be very interesting. Have the person say a few things about themselves. I promise they won't take too much time speaking about it, but they'll be very happy that you're actually interested into who they are. If you have no idea who the person is, just talk about the weather, you know? Just have this one minute conversation, which is informal. It will actually set the table for more formal conversation afterwards. I know Europeans are not necessarily used to that small talk part, but just make sure that you anticipate it before each meeting, you know, this one-liner, this one little question that you may want to ask to that specific person. That brings me now to how to start the actual conversation when it comes to the business part of it. Well, obviously, beyond, you know, greeting your interlocutor and asking them how they are and all that, a really uh, helpful way to start the conversation is to ask how they would like to proceed for the meeting or to suggest yourself a plan for the meeting. For example, uh, would you like me to start a few minutes to discuss about what we do and then you go on with what you do or the opposite, you know? I'm curious to know about what you do before I, I, I go deeper into the, uh, the partnership I have in mind. So, you know, just make sure that you agree with your interlocutor about a plan for the meeting. And that will make your interlocutor a lot more comfortable, you know, to open up speaking to you. Because if you go straight to your product, your technology, your game, without asking them how, how they're doing or what they do, there are two things. The person won't feel that personal connection, and you may actually be outside of the scope of what that, that person is doing. So it's very important as well to adapt your pitch according to what that person has told you. So if the person tells you, oh, I'm in charge of this department, well, try to adapt your pitch. Actually, you know, we're doing this in this department of our own. So here is how we could connect. Try to find a way to connect, uh, you know, with what the person has actually told you in those few minutes at the beginning of the meeting. I promise this actually helps create that connection. Now, know who you're dealing with when you speak with North Americans. Um, I'm saying that because Canadians, Americans and Quebecers are, uh, are quite different. So Americans tend to be very straightforward. Uh, don't see that as rudeness. They're not rude, they're simply direct. You know what you get with them, right? So they tend to be very straightforward and direct. Um, so, you know, if you feel like they're not interested, quite frankly, don't waste too much time and try to say if there's anything on your end that you'd like to, uh, to discuss with us, we're open for business, but you know, if there's no fit on a, on a specific topic, just don't push it. It's not gonna be you know, helpful to anyone. As a, at the opposite side, Canadians tend to be very polite and we really don't like to say no. So we tend to say yes, when even sometimes it actually means no. Right, so it's a bit difficult to understand exactly what Canadians have in mind. Of course, there are exceptions. You'll find very straightforward Canadians and very polite Americans. But this, these are generalities that you see, you know? So Canadians are very polite. They don't like to, they don't say all that they think, you know? They will try not to uh, upset you in any way. They will always try to have something good to say about what you're doing. Everything will always seem great. It doesn't mean that they want that partnership or that they want to buy your games, even if they think it's great. 
So it's slight, it's a bit difficult sometimes to to evaluate to anticipate what Canadians are actually thinking. Uh, that being said, you know it's not impossible. You may ask questions. You know, is that something you're interested in? If you see that they start, yeah, but you know we're doing the that may actually be a sign that yeah it's not necessary the glue is not necessarily sticking at the opposite side if the canadians are like yes we really want to follow up i need to introduce you to that person in my company very well make that follow up the next day i'll get back to the follow-ups in, in one minute so of course there are signs which will tell you that canadians are really interested so stick to the very affirm affirmative uh, answers that they will give you and reiterate and confirm them at the end of the meeting Uh, when it comes to Quebecers, French-speaking Canadians, so you will find a lot of those people uh, of those people in Montreal at the mix because a lot of employees are actually, you know, locals, so French speakers. I would say about roughly 50% of the labor is French-speaking in Montreal. About 50% is English and other languages speaking. But you know, there will be a lot of French Canadians. So Quebecers, French Canadians tend to be very friendly and easygoing. So they will go very fast into the personal level. You know, the, the, this connection is very, very easy to do with Quebecers. However, don't forget that they're also Canadians. Even if everything seems great and, you know, you, you bond on a personal level like you would not have anticipated, it doesn't mean that business-wise, that's what they want. So we tend to say yes way more than we say no. But still, you need to, to decode a little bit that these interactions that we may have with you. And this comes with the follow-ups that you will be able to make. Um, I just wanted to say as well that even if Quebecers tend to be very friendly and easygoing at first, it doesn't mean that they will want to be your best friends the next week, right? We're really easy to open up, but it's a bit more difficult to, you know, include people in our lives. So just to manage expectations, if you feel like a Quebecer is going way too fast in terms of getting to know you personally, be rest assured that their goal is not to invite you over to their cottage the next weekend. All right. So just to, to, to make that clear. Now the follow-ups with all those great North American people that you'll do business with. I strongly advise after the conversation that you've had to send a personalized leave behind or a, a thank you email within the first 24 hours after the meeting or before the end of the mix or the next day of the mix, depending on how busy you are. But just make sure to follow up quickly and please try to, to have that email personalized. Don't send this massive email with a lot of information in your game and all that and presentation, which is not customized. Go more on a personal level. Hey, hey, we really appreciated that meeting with you. It was really helpful to get to know you. We'd be very happy to dis discuss these, these elements at, our, at the next meeting if you're available. Uh, by the way, here's a short presentation of uh, our technology, our product and all that. Don't send your 75 pages presentation. Maximum 10 pages should be enough. If you have a one pager, it's still better. You'll, you know, you'll go deeper as the conversation progresses. Um, so just make sure you know that you you send this little leave behind, easy to understand, something simple, because the North American attention span is quite short. So if it's too long, it won't stick. Let's say you know you send that email, you you get an answer, all good. You know your your relationship is already ready to go, and you'll probably set the follow up call or you know pursue the discussion, including colleagues and all that. Let's say you have no news after two weeks. You can ask a question, you know, about the conversation that you had 
hey, you mentioned this. Uh, I'd like to follow up on that. Could you send me more details on this specific topic that we talked about? Hey, you mentioned this person that you know. I'd be very interested to to get to know more of that person as well. You know, try to, to do a follow-up to not just have you received my package. This won't do it. You know, we like it when it's personal. So, you know, ask a question about the conversation you had with the person and either if that person can do something for you or especially if you could do something for that person. Um, don't panic if you have no answers. Some people, especially Canadians, will prefer to say nothing than to say no, all right? So, and some people are simply busy. It doesn't mean that they don't care about you or that they want to be rude. It's just, this is not something that they want to get involved with at this stage. So they're neutral about the presentation that you had or the conversation that you had. It doesn't mean that they don't want to talk to you. So if you get no answer after this initial, you know, you send one email at 24 hours, after two weeks, you send another email. If you have no answer, you can still try again two weeks later. You know, hey, uh, just following up on the email I sent you, the question I asked or the connection I wanted to make for you. Are you interested? Looking forward to it, best regards, blah, blah, blah. And if that contact still doesn't answer, don't insist. This is my, my suggestion, don't insist. Wait for the next event, whether it is GDC, Gamescom, Mix, obviously. North. Um, and if you see that person, try to reconnect, you know, at the, at the later event. But just don't insist too much if you don't get answers after a month. So that was it for me. Uh, I really want you to enjoy the Mix. Take some time to attend all the conferences. And please, uh, Luigi Ambrosio from Invest Quebec will talk to you about some webinars. Uh, make sure to attend those webinars and to add them to your agenda. It was a pleasure to speak to you today about though, all that. Merci, Philippe. Uh, you gave us really great tools um, to, to, you know, uh, sign on to MIGS. And uh, I, I assume that anybody that's interested in setting up a business in Quebec to contact Philippe at uh, Montreal International. So now I wish to introduce you to Luigi Ambrosio. Is the Senior Project Director for Foreign Direct Investment of Investment Quebec. And uh, Luigi will provide us with a brief presentation of his organization, uh, who they are and what their FDI support to international companies is. He will illustrate the video game industry in Quebec and the advantages of doing business with Quebec, including their tax incentives. We'll provide details and criteria for the production of multimedia titles, tax credit, and give a preview of their two webinars that will be presented at Megamix 2020, as Philippe said. So, voila, um, Luigi. Thank you. Well, thank you, Benedetta, and uh, thank you, Philippe. Uh, ciao a tutti. Uh, hello, everyone. Mi, uh, mi fa grande piacere di essere qui con voi oggi. Uh, I will also uh, speak in English. So it gives me a great pleasure to, uh, to be here with you today to discuss the video game industry and the tax credit for the production of multimedia titles and other tax incentives that may be uh, of interest to you. Before starting, I would like to share with you all what my organization can provide and our mission. Well, Investissement Quebec is basically the financial branch of the government of Quebec. 
Our mission is to actively participate in the economic development of the province of Quebec by stimulating innovation and in businesses, as well as the growth of investment and exports. We are now over uh, a thousand employees and we are active in all regions of Quebec and across several continents, uh, to be more specific in America, Europe and Asia. We support the creation and development of businesses through investments and financial solutions uh, adapt, adapted to your needs. Also, with our foreign direct investment division, which I am part of, we support companies in exporting and we monitor foreign investments in Quebec. We also work closely with our partners, such as financial institutions, government departments and agencies, and particularly uh, Montreal International, to attract foreign direct investment. Finally, our role is to complement the financial offer of our partners so that you can reduce your financial risks and succeed in obtaining your mandates to invest in our province. Now, let me speak about the video game industry in Quebec and its many advantages for doing businesses, business in our province. We are connected all over the world in Europe, America, and in Asia. We are the Canadian leader in the production of video games with a third of Canadian studios with more than 200 active studios, close to 50% of jobs across Canada, representing over 10,000 jobs. You will be in good company with companies uh, in your field, such as Ubisoft, Keywords, Electronic Arts, IDOS, Gameloft, and many others. Our province is recognized as one of the top five video game hubs in the world. It includes technologies and services for the biggest games, such as animation systems, audio software, localization, post-production, uh, soundtracks, VFX and animation, and much more. And all linked to related industries, such as aerospace for simulation, education, fintech, and visual effects for animation. Our province is known to have exceptional skills in this sector, and streamlined processes for attracting international talent. Quebec is most attractive uh, Canadian uh, city in Montreal and one of the best student cities in North America. There are 11 universities and 16 university programs related to arts and information technology, six engineering faculties, 45 college and professional programs related to the industry. We are well-tooled. Our costs are very competitive Operating costs are the lowest of any major region in Canada and the US. We have the most competitive salaries in Canada in the IT sector. Montreal is recognized as the most affordable big city in North America. That's very important for, uh, for everyone to know. The tax incentives, uh, now the tax incentives could be summarized as follow. A research development, which uh, you could get nearly a 35% in tax credit foreign researchers and experts with five years of exceptional income tax in a regression fashion. There's job creation and training, uh, up to 25% of eligible training costs and up to 50% of the cost of hiring human resources management services. And uh, of course, the production of multimedia titles uh, up to 37, which you could get up to 37.5% of tax credit. More specifically, the tax credit for the production of multimedia titles, your company may be eligible if it has an establishment, of course, in, in our province, in Quebec, and produce eligible multimedia titles. The titles must be published 
on an electronic medium be governed by software allowing interactivity and include in a substantial volume three of the following four elements text sound still images or moving images the eligible production work for a, a title means work done to complete the production stages of the title from the conception to the editing and marketing as for the eligible expenses they have to be done by the producer for qualifying production work labor expenditures refers to all of the following amounts salaries and wages paid to eligible employees the portion of the amounts paid to a subcontractor not dealing at arm's length with the multimedia, uh, multimedia producer and as well 50 percent of the amounts paid to a subcontractor dealing at arm's length with the multimedia producer for the performance of eligible production work in quebec finally the video game industry ecosystem includes a variety of studios like i mentioned ubisoft electronic arts there's beanox gameloft associations and research centers like techno montreal techno competence uh, la guild uh, specialized training like the university of montreal laval uh, hrc and concordia and technologies and services companies like keywords framework framestore google and microsoft well, in conclusion, I would like to point out that we will host two sessions at the next Megamix on November 12 and 13, which will be titled Discover Why Quebec is one of the world's top gaming hubs and the do's and don'ts of opening a studio in Quebec. In these two sessions, our experts will talk about competitive tax credits, highly skilled talent, affordable OPEX, and the booming ecosystem uh, all the more reasons to make Quebec your next destination. It will allow you to participate in this workshop and take advantage of a free conference pass to discover all that Quebec has to offer. From international recruitment to the most generous tax credits, you will have the opportunity to ask your questions to the experts. This workshop will bring together experts in taxation, human resources, international recruitment, and economic development. You will discover how to access Quebec's competitive tax credits, as well as tapping into local and international talent to build your dream team in one of the world's biggest and most dynamic gaming hub. Vi ringrazio tutti. Thank you for listening, and I wish you all a great event at the next Megamix. And now I will pass the speaker to Marie-Ève Bouchemin from La Guilde. Uh, just one second. Hi. Thank you. Merci, Luigi. And um, it was great insight that you gave us. Um, and, you know, Montreal truly is a great artistic hub. So looking forward to, to mix. So finally, I'd like to introduce Marie-Ève Bouchemin, director and producer of Quebec video game developer, Développé Guild, who will give you a presentation of La Guild and its objectives, a presentation of Megamix with its two aspects, both B2B and B2C, and a little bit about her own experience as exhibitor and a visitor of Megamix. Voilà, Hi everyone, I'm happy to be here with you today. So yeah, as uh, Benedetta said, I'm going to talk to you about uh, a little more about La Guild, Megamix and my experience uh, visiting uh, as an exhibitor and uh, this year as an organizer of uh, the Megamix. 
So just a little intro about me. Um, I'm the director of Purple Israel, which is a, a little marketing firm in Montreal. We deal with uh, indie video game developer and we are part of La Guild and we work closely in collaboration with La Guild to um, for the communication side of Megamix this year. So that's why I'm talking to you about it uh, today. Um, so what is La Guild firstly? Um, La Guild was founded in 2015. It's a cooperative. At the beginning, it was only for indie game developers. But last year, at the end of last year, um, we had a fusion with Alliance Numérique, which was another organization where, which uh, regrouped the biggest studios. So like Ubisoft and Eidos and all that, they were in Alliance Numérique. And we had the guild, which, which regrouped the little studios studios and last year they fusion so uh, right now we have more than 245 members and that combine more than 13,000 developers so like uh, Luigi said Quebec is a, a big province for uh, video game development and La Guilde is now uh, representing all of the developer of video game in the province. The objectives of La Guild are vast. <laughs> we're trying mainly to uh, provide services and activities. So um, we're trying um, like account accountant stuff and lawyers. So basically what we noticed when we started La Guild was that uh, it was difficult for indie developers to have access to those kind of services because it costs a lot of money and it's difficult. So uh, the Guild was created in that objective at the beginning to like uh, facilitate the link between indie developers and uh, services such as accountants and lawyers and um, people who can help you with government stuff and all that. Uh, so that was the first objective. And after that, when we included the, the bigger studios, uh, we added a couple of objectives. So more uh, related to international partnerships uh, to increase the reach of everybody and international representation and representation with governments. So because La Guild is representing 13,000 uh, developers, we have a a voice uh, when government is uh, asking questions about what they should do with the, the, the laws or the tax laws and they, they come see La Guild to have like a an inner point of view. So that's one of the objectives now of La Guild also. Uh, La Guild is also the organization organizer of Megamigs. So they've been working in partnership with Calico, which is uh, the, the company that works on uh, planning the guild uh, every year for the, the last three years. Um, and Megamigs has two aspects. So at the beginning, it was two uh, completely separate events. Uh, we had the Migs, uh, which has been running for like uh, more than 10 years. And we had the Mega, which uh, has been running for three years. And um, last year, they fusion. So now it's one event, it's the Megamigs. So when you're gonna be part of the Italian delegation this year, you're gonna have the advantage of meeting clients as well as publishers and investors. So it's cool because you, you, you attend one event and you see everybody. So um, the, the mega side of things is more like meeting the gamers. So presenting your games to people who might buy it um, and also having visibility with the medias that may come to your kiosk 
And the mix part of things is more like uh, attending conferences from industry specialists, the networking side of things, and uh, having meeting with publishers and investors. So uh, this year we uh, are going Uh, virtual so we we are very happy because it, it gives us the reach uh, with the international that's more difficult to attain usually because it implies like uh, travel and all that and it, it, it's expensive so uh, we're very happy this year that we can have uh, more uh, international delegations that may not have had the pleasure of attending in the past so yeah this year is gonna we're gonna have a lot of networking we know with like the um, the context uh, with the, the covid it's it's like difficult this year to to network and uh, just have moments to talk with other developers so we we really want to make a space to do that so we're going to have a lot of networking sessions uh random networking sessions with like uh your you you can think of it like a, a speed dating kind of thing so you just go in the session and you know you're going to talk to another developer but you don't know which one so so i think it's really cool Um, and we're also going to have like an agenda. So you're going to have access to with uh, a pro ticket. So if you have a pro ticket, you're going to have access to agenda, which is a, a thing on the platform. You can see every other pros that have a ticket and you can just set up a meeting. So uh, that's a, a very cool feature also. Um, and finally, I just want to talk a, a little bit more about my experience as uh, a Megamix visitor, exhibitor and organizer. I've been visiting the Megamix for like the, the past three years uh, with uh, different roles. Um, like the first year I, I was a volunteer and a visitor. So um, I think the, the visitor part of the Megamix is more like um, getting to talk to the developers so as a developer you you have to be um like we talked a little before um we as quebecer really and i think it's it's a north american thing also we we really like to relate to the developer so uh talk a little bit with him uh, i know personally if i can have a story with a developer I, i'm gonna be a very loyal customer after that so uh, it's it's a thing you you may find um like you're losing time because you're just talking about yeah uh your life and everything but it's it's really you really have to to think about it as constructing a relationship with your client uh, and your client base and even if you don't have a game to try this year um i know as a visitor i was really looking just to discover new game concept i liked and uh following new studios so if you have like um facebook or twitter or instagram it's the time to just promote those so you can uh, acquire new followers Last year, I was at Megamix as an exhibitor. So before I worked for Purple as Royal, I was working with Affordance and Manavoid Studios, um, and they both had a boot uh, last year at Megamix. So I was uh, part of the, the people that were like manning their boots. And um, I think as an exhibitor, it's a, a good place to get people to sign up to your newsletter if you have one. Um, especially if you like give free stuff in exchange. I know like this year it's um, virtual edition, so it's it's a little like harder to <laughs> give stuff away. But um, if you have like 
uh, background like for cell phones or um, art style or like just concept art you can like uh, give a link for people to like download it's it's the little stuff that uh, it's just gonna put you apart from the other developers and that is gonna give um, like that story that I was ta ta talking about so um I know personally, I was just like uh, keeping all the cards of the people I met, like when it was in physical form. And at the end of the event, I just like went through my cards and like followed them all on uh, social media and all that. So it's it's a, a great place to like establish those kind of relationship. Um, and also, if I can just give you an advice, um, it's it's a little less relevant this year because of the virtual uh, events but uh, to have a couple people on schedule if you can is is great because it can be very draining um it's it's a lot of talking and repeating always the same thing uh for you it's like the the hundred time you say it but for the person it's the first time she hears it so uh, it's just good to have a couple people on schedule so you you always keep it fresh and uh, you always keep it interesting for the people coming to your booth and um, also you never know if it's gonna be like a client a publisher or a media that's gonna show up so um, it's it's always good to have like uh, fresh people at your booth just in case you have like a major media that shows up and you're like tired and all that it's not that good so um yeah having a couple people on schedule is always great finally as an organizer this year is like my first time uh working with more on the organization part of things and we're making sure that really everything runs as smoothly as possible to make sure also that we're getting the most ice possible on the project so uh, we're working very hard to have like a, a big media coverage for this year's event uh, especially like an international coverage which was not a thing we were working very uh, hard on doing on in the last events because uh, it's a little difficult especially for the small medias to come uh, to Montreal if they're like in Ukraine or something uh, so this year we're working very hard to have like a more um, relevant coverage with like smaller medias also from like everybody uh, from everywhere in the world. So uh, I think uh, that's one thing we're, we're working very hard to do this year. And finally, we're working very hard to uh, making the most of the virtual edition, like I was talking a little earlier, uh, to increase the international reach of the event. Uh, we, we would be very happy if uh, next year you all like come back <laughs> physically um, to uh, to meet us. Uh, it would be like uh, we attained our goal this year. So uh, I, I'm very happy I got to talk to you about uh, all this today. If you have like any questions specific, um, don't hesitate to ask me. I'll be like very happy uh, to talk about it. So thank you for your attention. Merci, Mariev, and really thank you to all our speakers. You've been so uh, informative, so clear, so thorough, and uh, you know you truly did um, give everything that we wanted to know about MIGS. And now for the more, I, I really would love to invite everybody, if they have any questions, to either write it in the chat or we could even you could even ask it 
uh, live. I, I ask you if you do ask it live to present yourselves and you know state your name and um, the organization you're with. So I'll give you a few minutes. Benedetta, it's Philip Valentine. Um, I noticed that Nicoletta D'Arcangelo from the Canadian Embassy is also on the call. I don't know if Nicoletta would like to, uh, to say hello to everybody because we work really closely with her. Okay, how, uh, thank you so much, Philippe. Yes, no, just want to thank you, everybody. And uh, of course, uh, if anybody has uh, uh, any uh, need to get more information uh, about Canada, they can al always reach out to us and we will be more than happy to, to assist. So thank you, everybody. and. Uh, Enjoy your Q&A session. Okay, I'm, I'm going to ask a question to, to break the ice and hopefully people will follow along. So I don't know who to address this to, maybe Mariev. If you could share some details about the matchmaking system, how long will the meetings be, uh, the tools available for the meetings and any, any other information you can give us? Yes, of course. Um, so we're... Um working with a platform called Pine this year. Um, it's it's very cool because, as I said earlier, you have access to like a, a, a tool that I can that uh, make you access the schedule of everybody that has a pro ticket in the event. So you can just go in your agenda and uh, browse through the, all the people that are subscribed to the event this year and just like make um, uh, a meeting so it's it's very straightforward and uh, after that like the the random networking that i was talking about like the matchmaking is um, is really like a speed dating so <laughs> I, I really like the concept of it uh, it's it's gonna be uh, either five minutes or ten minutes and uh, we're gonna have like um categories so uh, we're planning on doing like a pro with pro meeting uh, um in the indie developer with publisher and uh, exhibitor with media so those are the three we're planning to do and we're gonna have um, more than one of each so uh, every day you're gonna have the opportunity to meet with pros meet with um, publishers and meet with medias so uh, i think it's it's gonna be really a, a fun way to uh, to do things and it's almost a little easier than in physical form because you, you really know everybody that's going to be at the event. Um, so it's, it's a cool thing of this year. And very cool, Maria. Thank you. And will there be a list of the the publishers and the delegation that is downloadable, Maria? Yes, absolutely. Um, we already have one on the website. So uh, if you go on the website megamix.com and you go in the, I'm just gonna go on the website to to guide you. It's uh, in in French. It's uh, I am I have my website in French. <laughs> in English, it's practical info. Uh, you have the business attendees and you're going to have the list. Uh, we're updating the list like uh, every year uh, right now, uh, every day right now, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, so if you download the business attendees list, you're going to have access to all the publishers and all the other developers that are attending to. So, um, and it, this, li this list is going to be updated uh, just until the event. Great, thank you so much. And um, I think we have a question from Gianluca Marani. I'm from Just Funny Games. Uh, I would like to ask you, because I received an email from the organization of uh, MIGS, 
uh, about uh, a possible STEAM partnership. Um, as far as I have understood, uh, I don't know if uh, each uh, uh, company attending at the mix could uh, have a page. Uh, he could uh, mm, uh, report to to Steam his uh, uh, his page, or uh, if it's possible only to report only uh, one game uh, about the, the the company. Thank you. I'm not sure if you can like promote more of more than one game. Yeah, I really don't know if you can if you can promote more than one game, but it's it's uh, it's it's cool. However, because it's I don't know if you saw what they did for the Tokyo Game Show, but they had like a promo on the the front page of Steam that was like advertising like pro Tokyo Game Show, and you were like clicking on that, and you had like all the games that were at the Tokyo Game Show. So we're trying like, to do the same thing. So it's it's. It's that that we're trying to achieve with the the Steam partnership. Uh, if you have a question though about like the if you can promote more than one game, I suggest you write to you just like answer to the email that was sent to you. It's uh, Kevin, the the person responsible for the exhibitors in our team, that's gonna answer you. We we like close the Steam partnership like so like uh, three days ago, I think. So I don't know all the details uh, yet about like the the. How it's gonna work? I'm sorry. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, my question was about. Uh, I would like only to promote one game, so I, I'm pretty <laughs> satisfied. Thank you so much. I will write. Okay, perfect. Again. So yeah, yeah, you're gonna be able to promote promote one game for sure. Great. Thank you. Great. We have another question from Marinella Montanari. I, I, I will ask her question. So her question is about the content of the virtual booth. Is it okay to publish content in English or is it better to add content in French as well? I suggest you mainly have content in English, but if you can add some content in French, it's going to add a little flavor to your booth that is probably going to help with like the Quebecer French speaking side of the people that are going to come to your booth because I, I know as a Quebecer French speaking, I always find it very endearing when I see like people that are not from my country that are trying to uh, talk to me in my language. So um, I'm pretty sure it's going to help. However, um, with like the publishers and the investors and all like the big people, like the m more mix side of thing, you're really going to have to have English content because uh, most of them are English speaking. So, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you, Mariev. Um, so I have another question, probably for you, Mariev, again. How many development studios from the Guild will attend MIGS 2020? Uh, from the Guild specifically, I think we're like over 45 this year. Uh, we have like a special delegation from La Guild that has like 17 studios and we also have a, a couple of other studios that um, didn't subscribe with La Guild but they come and they are members. So I think we're like around 45 this year and we also have a lot of other studios from like international delegations like Italy and um, we have other Canadian studios attending also this year. Just a question Marie-Ève on that front because you mentioned that there will be approximately 45 studios, but there will be representatives from way, way more studios from Quebec. It's just that they won't have an official booth. Is that correct? 
yeah yeah exactly um so the 45 studios i mentioned are really like the exhibitors so they're they're the the studios that have like a booth at megamix but um for the studios that are like that that bought a ticket um it's it's, it's a little harder for me to to know uh, because we don't ask that information when they're they buy a pro ticket um but uh yeah i i'm pretty sure like everybody of quebec and we have like 235 uh, members uh, studio so i'm pretty sure we're gonna have at least one member of every studio this year so uh, it's gonna be a lot of people i, I i'm very uh, excited to speak to everybody thank, thank you so much everybody um i don't know if anybody has um any more questions um while we're waiting i just want to give some news um i Everybody that will be attending, the Italian delegation that will be attending MIGS 2020 will all have a pro pass and will all have a kiosk that um, they will, they should, you should have received a confirmation via Pine um, email yesterday or the day before. So I invite you all to start and um, sign in and register. I'm sorry, if I can add on that front, um, the sooner you complete your profile on the platform, the better it is for you because you're going to appear in the agenda and people are going to be able to set up meetings with you. So um, the sooner you can do that and also the sooner you can go like dress up your booth, like your virtual booths, uh, the better it is for you, just because you're not going to have to do that at the last minute and just be stressed about it. So I suggest you, you, you do that like the, the sooner you can. Thank you so much, Maria Via. I, I, I'm sure that the gamers will have no problem doing that in, in no time at all. I'm having a bit of a harder time, but I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning how to, how to do that. Yeah. And don't hesitate to write to like uh, our team if you have difficulties with that. We have people that are that will be able to assist you in like um, dressing up your virtual booth and just explaining to you like how the platform is working. So if you have like any difficulty, we know like this year is a little like more complicated than just the physical edition where you just gotta show up. Um, so if you you have any question, don't hesitate to to write to our team. We're gonna be. Uh, very happy to help you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mariette. Thank you so much, Philippe. And um, thank you, Luigi. Anyway, it was very insightful again. And I hope um, it's going to be a wonderful mix for everybody. And I look forward to, to it coming up soon. Thank you again. Thanks to all of you for having invited us. It was really appreciated. And looking forward to speaking to you during the mix. Yes, I'm here. Very excited to uh, see you all of you attend.